Lord, we are your people who need to be a positive, life-giving presence in the world by strengthening and preserving what is good. We should give credit to you for the good things we do. Our life and our talents start off as your gift to us. And continue with your gracious help. Help us to be a sign that Jesus' mission of love and goodness continues in the world. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Is this not the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A man went to church, and uh, the preacher started his sermon. The man got up and left and then came back shortly uh, into the, the service, and uh, at the end of the service, I should say. So the preacher asked the man uh, at the end, uh, when they were gre- greeting each other, Clarence, where did you go while I, when I was preaching? And he said, I went to get a haircut. And he said, why didn't you get it before you came to church? And he said, I didn't need it then. <laughs> Very few people left when Jesus was speaking. Yes, we know, especially in John's Gospel, for example, that sometimes people could not accept what he said and left even many of his disciples. But when Jesus uh, was preaching, people were mesmerized, amazed by how he spoke, what he taught them. And, of course, many of them applied what he said to their daily lives. So today we are invited to reflect on, on the light of the world, that we are called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So... Uh, I have these props here. <laughs> See how desperate I am to preach? <laughs> so, of course, we have salt shaker here and, and a flashlight. So, the usefulness of salt, the usefulness of light, depends on how they interact with what is around, right? If I just put this salt here or turn this light on and, and put it here, they're useless. Why? Because they're not fulfilling their purpose. Jesus used the image of salt to remind us this is what preserves food, from prevents it from being spo- from spoiling. In those days, of course, we know salt was more precious than gold in some instances because it preserved food, it preserved uh, what we needed for life from spoiling. So Jesus used this image, and when you think about it, salt is not, that it doesn't change the way your food in front of you looks, Right? but it changes the way it tastes. The light doesn't change the way things look around us, but it changes our ability to see, to see what is around us, and perhaps to make the changes. So Jesus used these images to remind us, this is who we are called to be. He didn't say, you are like the salt of the earth. You are like the light of the world. He said, you are it. Again, it reminds us uh, about what God says in the Bible, in the first words. Let there be light. So we are reminded that this is our calling. This is how we make new creation around us. So we are, of course, reminded that even the Jewish people, in the first reading we heard, they were now home after many years of living in exile. And these people were actually the grandchildren of those, second or third generation of those who were taken 
from their homeland and forced to live as slaves in a foreign land. Now they were back home, and God reminded them through the prophet to do what? To share, to interact with one another the way that we'll bring through life, through prosperity. Not speaking evil, not pointing fingers, but doing things that will, that will truly nourish them and help them prosper, especially in God's eyes. So that was a very important message, because in that message, he said, it's God's light. If you treat one another this way, the prophet said, your light will shine among you. Other nations will be inspired by the way you live. Very timely words. It's easy to point fingers, right? It's easy to be forgetful about others. The prophet reminded them, no, share what you have. So nobody is forgotten. Nobody is neglected. So, and that way you will experience true prosperity. Again, light was the topic or the theme of his words. Then in the second reading, we heard how St. Paul, in a sense, took the roof off the early church in Corinth. When he took the roof off and, sh and sh he, he shone the light of God upon the community, there were some things that were troubling, their divisions. One group followed Peter, one group followed Apollos, one group followed Paul. Again, Paul reminded them that he came to them in trembling, in fear. And yet, he said, because of God's power, he was offered them not any wisdom, not human wisdom, but the wisdom of God that relies and rests on the power of the Lord. So again, very timely words. He showed them this is the true light that God offers you in the message in the life of your, his son, Jesus Christ. He is the one you follow. So again, how do we do that? Are we that light, that soul that we are called to be? There is a uh, story that comes from Swedish or Scandinavian, I should say, Scandinavian folklore. It's a, man, uh, it's a story about a man who lived an, on a farm and his wife was about to give birth. So he called this country doctor who was willing to come to his house. So he had his, this uh, makeshift, makeshift delivery room ready for him. And uh, he, the doctor asked him if he would hold, hold the lantern up as, the, as the, his wife was delivering the baby. So he held the lantern up for the doctor to see, and sure enough, a beautiful baby girl was born. So the doctor congratulated him, and he said, no, hold the lantern up. The second baby will be, sh will be along shortly. <laughs> so he was surprised, and, uh, so, but he held it up, and then another baby came, a, a little boy. So again, he congratulated him. The man was starting, he started to lower the, the lantern, and he said, no, hold it up. You're going to have triplets, so you can... You can imagine his astonishment. So the man looked at the doctor and his, he asked him, do you think it's the light that, it's, that is attracting them? <laughs> True light gives life. We know that. Light of God gives life. That's what Paul said to the community in Corinth. That's what the first reading reminded us. Isaiah said it very clearly. And, of course, in the Gospel reading, Jesus himself we know that he was that light. He was that salt of the earth. Why? Because we know what it accomplishes. We know when we embrace this mission, then things are not the same. So perhaps the next time we look at salt, next time we, we see light, we, not, we need to be mindful of this is who we are called to be. And, of course, not only that, but when we go to work tomorrow, again, in those places, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, we must be that light, not that, that is put under the bushel basket, but is placed on a lampstand where it gives light to all.
Again, it doesn't change perhaps what is around your furniture, the colleagues that you encounter, or neighbors or friends you encounter, but it brings flavor. It brings something, something so valuable, so life-giving to that place. Salt gives taste. I told the little children how bad French fries taste right without salt. Again, our society needs us. There is a story of an American tourist who was in Switzerland in this very small town. And Saturday evening, he went to the church for the church service. He came in. The church was empty. And there were no lights in the church. So he was surprised because, you know, it was a civilized place. There was electricity. But in this particular, particular church, there were no lights. So the service was, it, it was getting closer to the time for the service to start, but there was nobody inside the church. So he started walk, walking out, and then he noticed that on the hillside there were these lights flickering. And it looked like these lights were coming towards the church where he was standing, in front of which he was standing. So little by little, people were coming closer, closer, and they walked inside the church, and they were holding lamps, old-fashioned lamps. When they walked inside the church, there were hoops on the walls along the church. Each family had, had its own hook with, it, with their name on it, or underneath the name, it was the name of the family, and they would hang that land, lamp or lantern on it. And before he knew it, the, the uh, church was full of lights. The service started, so at the end the man asked, what is this? Why, why do you do this when you have electricity? And he said, it's, it's a tradition that they have. He said that when somebody doesn't come, they, and they, they come you know, the following Sunday or whenever they come, they tell them, we missed your light. We missed your light. Again, if we don't bring that light, if we, if we are not that salt of the earth, Jesus calls us, something is missing in our world, in our society. So that's why I said, let us embrace all the ways in which we can accomplish that. And, of course, we know that this Mass is Zoomed, so I'm sure there are some brothers and sisters that are watching us. So I want to tell them, we miss you. I know that the pandemic scared us. The coronavirus pandemic scared us. But I'm inviting you, please come and join us. We miss your light. We miss your presence. We miss your talents. Most importantly, we miss your love. So, yes, please come and join us. Take all the precautions you need, but we need you. We need your light. So as we continue, this, continue with this celebration, let us continue to be that which Jesus calls us to be. We know what it will, will accomplish, how it will, it will change us, make us the people we are called to be. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.